Hi everyone, welcome to Video Marketing Mastery. I am Sarah Gavin, executive producer here at WireBuzz, and today the topic is, are you getting ROI and tracking ROI from conferences? Now conferences can be one of the best lead gen strategies that your business can use, but are you doing it the right way? And today joining us is a very special guest, is our very own CEO, Todd Hartley. Welcome, Todd. What is up, Sarah? What is up? What is up? It's so good <laughs> to have you on the podcast today. <laughs> Todd, we deal with this a lot and you've dealt with this for years working for Wirebuzz and being part of conferences, what is one of the biggest uh, pain points that a lot of our customers and clients have when it comes to conferences and actually knowing if they're getting ROI from these massive budgets that they allocate for booths, speakers, et cetera? I'll break it down in three words. They wing it. And they do. <laughs> they just freaking wing it. And then they're like disappointed yeah. that they don't get ROI. And the truth is, all of life is like this. And if your job, if it's dependent on you delivering results, then you need to start earlier. Like most people think of their conference at the last moment and like, what's the strategy and how we're going to execute and turn this into ROI. And then when they get there and they start to execute because they were winging it, they hope nobody comes back and asks them the most important question, which is, how did we turn this into an investment that generates results? And Sarah, that really starts about 120 days before the conference because anything that's going to get you precise results deserves precision strategy on the front end. And that's the number one issue that people have in generating ROI from their events. Right, absolutely. And I know from my experience, one of the main things I have heard from clients and usually they're the marketing folks who are executing on the event and the deliverables is we ask them, okay, you get these booth visitors, you get these lists of names, what happens to those lists? Yeah. And half the time they don't know, or they say, oh, it goes somewhere into the CRM. And so that's a huge disconnect between marketing and sales and a huge missed opportunity. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Yeah, I think it's an indicator that people aren't taking ownership. They're asking for the budgets, but they're not doing the pull through on that budget and demonstrating ROI. So typically, the larger the organization, and you know our clients are typically businesses with a thousand employees and above, but the more employees, the less ownership responsibility that people take. And when they get there, they're like, well, that's sales' job, or that's the events team's job. And the reality is, it's everybody's job in leadership to be able to justify the ROI and turn that into something that is ROI positive. And sweeping it under the rug is so common that people act like they're doing too much and that's why we can't do it. And there are all these excuses. The truth is they're not starting early enough. Mm -hmm. So if they do start early, what are those tactics that they should be thinking about so far out to help prove that ROI? I guess my initial question is, how do you prove ROI from a conference? Okay. Let's do that. That's fun. So once I explain how you do it, then you should be saying to yourself, well, that means we've got to have the infrastructure in place in order to track, evaluate, and then monetize. So this is why you got to start early. 
So when we're doing like strategy sessions, when our life science strategy nerds are in the room and we're preparing for a client's event strategy, what we're really talking with them about is, is what are their ultimate outcomes? And then how do we turn those ultimate outcomes into something that's trackable? So on a very basic level, you have to have journey pages for each of your persona groups. And the journey pages need to uh, spy, for lack of a better word, on what the that, that um, target audience person is doing, what that lead is doing. And then evaluate that lead's level of interest, and there's a variety of ways, but one that I'm most fond of is how long they watch the videos on that page, which will determine their buyer's interest and attention span like we did in the uh, old world when we were in front of people and we evaluated body language. This is the equivalent of body language in the digital world is how long they watch the videos. So the infrastructure has to be in place for that journey page. The videos need to talk to the CRM and the CRM needs to communicate to the sales team into their devices so they could evaluate of the hundreds or thousands of people that stop by their booth that they develop relationships with Quien es más macho? Like of all the people, who are the leads that are the most macho, the ones that are giving you the most attention span? And those are the ones that your team follows up with. So how do you track that? Well, it gets tracked in the CRM. It gets tracked in the, um, in the analytics. And then when they convert, you're able to track that all back to the content they engaged with. Now, if you're doing this the old-fashioned way, writing leads down on paper and putting them in your pocket and then following up individually, you probably, no offense, will never ROI out your conference. So the most important thing is to realize you have to develop the infrastructure in advance and you've got to create the assets to be able to engage and influence people so all of it can be measured back against the investment to determine if there was a return. Absolutely. I think infrastructure is so key. So I'm glad you leaned in on that because sure, you can create landing pages, you can do do the tactical things, but unless it's implemented and trained to all of the teams across the board, it's gonna there's gonna be leaks all across that pipeline. So marketing can create the assets, you can have a landing page, the stuff can go into your CRM, but if people aren't actually following through with that with that full strategy, that's marketing strategy, then people, things are going to get lost and you're not going to be able to track that ROI. I totally agree. And for those that are like marketing, what is it? It is smart sales and marketing and yo, it's integrated. Okay. It's built in together. So like Sarah mentioned, you have to build the infrastructure, but you can't just have the infrastructure. You got to train the marketing team, the sales team, and the events team on how to use those assets and use them situationally based on the type of persona you're interacting with at your booth. Because after that, all of the drip sequences of emails that go out need to be prepared, you know, early and in advance, not after the event. They're all persona based. They engage people and move them into a meeting where they can meet with your team. Like all of that is really tactical, but Training the team is easy and it probably happens in a 30-minute session across all of the teams and unifies them. So when they show up at the event, their primary thought is not, where are we going to dinner tonight? 
their primary thought is how do we use the resources that we've already built to deploy them to be able to create that ROI. And everybody who's there that's in your booth, that's standing on that cushy foam carpet that's protecting their feet are protecting the investment to make sure that it ROIs out. Absolutely. And this brings me to my next thought is, you know, being in operations myself and helping the team, like we want things to be as easy as possible. Training teams to change to a new strategy or a new process is really frustrating and it takes a lot of time for people to adapt. So one of the things that's really beneficial is if things can be automated. And so we internally and with clients have been toying with the idea of using QR codes at your booth to then send people directly to that landing page and capture their information. So can you talk a little bit more about that and using that as the strategy instead of entering names and, and all of that? Because that's very manual. So um, enter, uh, there's so many pieces. QR that, codes. Yes, but also um, the frustration part. You know what's even more frustrating than learning a new system? Showing up again at work with not achieving the desired outcome of the investment. That is the most frustrating and that's how people get fired and why marketing leaders across industry have the shortest life expectancy of any profession because they aren't producing results. That's the frustrating thing. Now let's get back to QR codes. It is a small piece to the big strategy puzzle. It is not a, um, a, a cure-all but your team needs to be skilled at knowing how to get that one individual prospect down to the journey page that's hyper relevant to their persona group, to their needs. So that can happen with a QR code. That's one way. Another way, and you shouldn't rely just on a QR code and expect somebody to open their phone, but the technology that you should be using at your booth that everybody should have access to is scanning the badge which is super easy. You're not manually entering anything. You're scanning the badge that's on that person's chest and then selecting which persona group they're in. When you select which persona group, if you've built the infrastructure in advance, starting 120 days before your conference, now that badge scan goes right into your CRM and that persona, that person gets a persona-centric email drip sequence, like five emails that are pre-written before the event that influences them and does what? Gets them into a meeting so they can meet with your sales rep so your sales rep can pull them through and you can realize the ROI. Exactly. Awesome. I think, yeah, you tapped on to one of the biggest disconnects we see across life sciences and probably any industry that attends these trade shows and conferences and aren't seeing the results that they need. And um, the key is aligning your sales and marketing initiatives and starting that strategy early and tracking that ROI on the back end to see the results that you, uh, you've just invested yeah. hundreds if, of thousands of dollars in. conferences go out of season in the summer, like when kids are on summer break, and conferences like start up again in the fall and kind of dwindle down in late spring. The summertime is not when we all sit back and drink Mai Tais. It's when we start building the infrastructure for the next year so we can use that investment all year. And the interesting thing about a events investment is it gets used on a day-to-day -day basis 
by the sales team and the marketing team. That, my friend, is schmarketing with an events angle. And it all just intersects and then becomes the resources that your team uses for the rest of the calendar year. But it normally gets triggered for that first event, that first conference that happens in fall. And you can learn and optimize from that conference and then implement the rest of those changes in the following year. And that was a great teaser, Todd, for the part three of this episode. This is going to be a three-part episode, everyone talking about conference marketing, tracking ROI, and what, uh, what you need to do to fully get the best out of your conference strategy and events this year. Uh, in part two coming up uh, this week, we are gonna be bringing Todd back and we're also gonna be talking to the Wirebuzz producers about content. And what content do you need pre-strategy? What content can you capture at the conference and all things related to that. And so please join us for that. And if you'd like some extra help or insights on your strategy for your conferences, the Wirebuzz team is here to help you. Our strategy and sales team are ready and waiting and working with current clients on building out their conference strategy for the next year. Uh, you can go to wirebuzz.com forward slash talk to book a meeting and we're here to help you get that ROI from your conferences. Hey Todd, thanks for joining me. Thanks Sarah. <laughs>